talk this morning. I have the pleasure of speaking with the CEO of Finos, um, ticker symbol FAM on AIM, um, Roderick McElree. Good morning, Roderick. Uh, morning, Peter. Good, uh, good to be back with you. Good to have you back on here too, sir. Now, you've, you've, you've made a, a fantastic announcement this morning regarding acquiring two projects in Greenland. You've got the Disco project and the Kangalusuk uh, project that you've announced that you've acquired. Now, a significant amount of money has been spent in the past um, on um, these um, resources or these assets, should I say. And I just wanted you to cover the acquisitions that you've got and um, what this means as a milestone for um, Finos, if possible, please. Sure, Peter. Well, look, I guess first of all, this um, th this acquisition fits with our uh, previously advised strategy, uh, both in Greenland and the broader Nordic area. Um, Finos, when I joined 18 months ago, I was put in place by uh, Western areas with the mandate to expand the portfolio of the company, whilst keeping a very keen focus on uh, bringing Pitafik into production. Now, yep. I guess for interested parties and, and, and shareholders, uh, I can confirm that the company is continuing its focus on delivering production from Pitafik. It was uh, the opportunity to acquire these assets that was just too good to pass up. Um, you know, my team and I have been operating in Greenland for 10, 11 years now, and we've known about these projects for quite some time. Um, one of the key aspects, I think, that, that enhances Greenland's prospectivity is the fact that there's been so much historical work done on all of the significant projects in, in Greenland, both by the Danish state through the Danish Geological Survey, but also by other companies that have been there over the last 40 or 50 years. Now, Disco and Kangalusuk uh, are examples of that. Both of those projects over the last 40, 50 years has, have had more than 75 million US spent on them. Um, and the projects really are, are, are just so attractive that we just couldn't pass up the opportunity to purchase them. Obviously, as listeners would be aware, Can is an oil company. They had previous activities in Greenland, which included a small amount of uh, onshore hard rock exploration. Um, these two remaining assets really were held onto by CAN uh, in recognition of, of their potential. Um, we were able to secure those in an all share transaction. We, we think that was uh, it's a good result for, for everybody that's uh, involved with Finost. Yeah, I, th I think it's quite significant that they've actually gone and done that, uh, Rod, in the sense of they said, you know what, we spent a lot of money on this. Um, we still want to retain an interest, and therefore we're going to take shares in, in Finos. That's ex exceptional. Yeah, well, look, I mean, as with all these things, the overnight success was several years in the making, uh, <laughs> Peter. Obviously, we, we were negotiating with Care for quite some time on yeah. this. And, um, you know, it really, it really took a, a long time to get to this point. We think it's a great deal. It's a good deal for Care, and it's a great deal for us. Uh, we're all very happy with this acquisition. Uh, the, the next six to 12 months of news flow just on these two projects uh, is going to be pretty significant. The databases, as you could imagine, with 75 million US of historical expenditure uh, are quite significant. Uh, that'll provide us some pretty meaningful uh, news flow over the, the, the next sort of 12 and 24 months. There's no urgency with these projects. Yeah. Um, they come at minimal cost to the company in the original acquisition. They also have limited 
expenditure commitments and ongoing liabilities because of the historical nature of all the historical uh, expenditure. And uh, you know, we're just we're just we're, we're just going to put these to one side whilst we focus on Pinafic, but certainly we will continue to progress the projects uh, as 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 we move forward. So no, look, everything's in in good shape, and um, mm. you know, we're we're pleased with the development. Yeah, you, you touched on the fact that Greenland is now enjoying a significant sort of um, rebirth as such, given all the work that's been done over the 40, 50 years. What, why is that attracting so many different players now, do you think? Well, look, I think it's just, it's, it's more to do with the fact that there's been so much historical uh, work that's been done in Greenland. It's already identified the major deposits. Yeah. Um, so the prospectivity is... is certainly in the top one to five countries in the world from the perspective of, um, you know, a dollar spent getting a return. I think the next most important factor is is this concept of sovereign risk. I mean, you know, we, we've had a bit to do with projects all over the world over the last 20, 30 years. And, you know, one of the key attributes that I think Greenland offers, whilst there's no such thing as zero sovereign risk, yeah. I think that Greenland is as close to that as you can get. And, and the last point, I guess, which is probably the most uh, relevant, is that the government to date uh, has demonstrated a strong willingness to work with industry to, um, to deliver a, a sustainable minerals industry. And that can be seen in any number of uh, legislative changes that allows uh, mineral activity and mining to progress. Um, the, the government's behind this. You know, more recently, I think it, the mo our most recent experience is the delivery of what was Greenland's first ever offshore uh, license for minerals. Yeah, that was um, back in July. Was, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it just took up the uh, the, the other half of the project. So yeah. I think our experience, our relationships, and our track record of operating in Greenland is is something that I think everyone should take a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of comfort in. Oh, we indeed. know what we're doing up there and these projects are, uh, are very significant. Indeed and that, that that goes from the fact that you guys have been there 10, 11 years already. Yeah correct I mean we, we've been operating in Greenland this is one of the things that first drew us to Greenland was this this enormous geological database where we, yeah. it was just a walk-up start to world-class ore bodies sticking out of the ground in Greenland. And what we've been fortunate enough to be in the right position at the right time for that last 11 years. And now we, what we feel we have is uh, is a portfolio of, of probably, you know, by many measures, the best projects that are available in Greenland at the moment, both in terms of scale, grade, and uh, location to infrastructure. So, look, we're, we're in pretty good shape. I think uh, shareholders can rest assured that the news flow over the next six to 12 months is going to be pretty positive. Excellent news. Now, do you, could you go into more detail with me regarding the two um, projects that you've, you've, you've purchased today? Um, first, the disco one um, that you touched on, nickel, copper, platinum. Yeah, sure. But well, look, I mean, targets like Disco uh, yeah. are are actually very unique and very rare in a global sense. The the only analogy that that is available at the moment is the Norilsk mine, which is a Siberian uh, located 
deposit of nickel, copper, platinum group elements. Yeah. Um, it comes as a function of flood basalts that um, were extruded over a very long period of time and the metal in these picritic type lavas uh, has has precipitated into what is very extensive lenses of, uh, of very high-grade massive sulphide. Now, the last 60, 70 years worth of work on DISCO indicates that the geological model is is very similar to, to uh, Norilsk. Okay. There's extensive volcanism over many, many thousands, if not millions of years, occurred on the west coast of Greenland. It's all on shore. Um, it has the right sulphide uh, segregation uh, analysis. So I think all of the work to date has has continued to reinforce the the understanding that these anomalies, you know, whilst whilst there's no such thing as a certainty in, in yeah. the world of exploration, I think the opportunity here is, you know, we're just going to walk up start to what are, you know, very difficult geological models to identify. And we've got the benefit of that $75 million worth of expenditure, clearly indicating to us and anyone that does any type of uh, due diligence on the project that these 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 anomalies are very interesting. So we continue, we, we intend to continue that work program with the uh, intention of drilling these at some time in the next one to two years. Uh, that could be in any format, any number of formats. It might be a joint venture. It might be a. Uh, it's too early to say. But yeah. I think Disco is is uh, exceptional, and also associated with that broader. Uh, sort of uh, rifting margin on the on the west coast of Greenland is again a similar type of deposit you expect in these high fluid uh, environments. Is the Sedex, the Kangalusuk uh, yeah. lead zinc silver Sedex deposit, yeah. which um, you know is several kilometres by several kilometres wide as an anomaly, multiple anomalies. Um, again, very pleased with that acquisition. Now that that one was previously drilled by Kaminko. And then RTZ, you've stated today. Yeah, correct. I mean, again, these projects um, have been sitting around in majors for the last, you know, well, ever since they've been discovered, really. Yeah. It's really the first opportunity that a, a junior dynamic explorer has had to, uh, to work on these projects. You mm -hmm. know, you've had companies like Falconbridge, Rio Tinto, Belize, Cominco, mm -hmm. all understanding the broader geological models or spending enormous amounts of time and effort there. And for one reason or another that can be traced throughout time, these, these groups leave for corporate, not technical reasons. Yeah. But what happens then is this multi-decade campaign of exploration continues to reinforce the geological model to, you know, now the opportunity where it just pops up and we're able to buy it for what we believe to be something that represents pretty good value to... Uh, Finos shareholders, you know, this this doesn't happen very often in the world of mineral exploration. Yeah, yeah you've, I think you've done, done a, a very good deal there for shareholders and, and the way that you've actually put the get, put together the deal as well is um, is, quite, is quite shrewd. Um, I'm looking through the um, the RNS and there's a statement there regarding how you're looking to ensure um, how, you know, the deal's guaranteed in a case of in case of any shortfall if ever they come to to sell the stock by can only go through your brokers etc 
that's quite a, a, a shrewd move as well. Yeah, well, look, I mean, Ken, Ken are in no no urgency to sell this. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've got obviously this transaction is subject to Greenlandic regulatory approval. Yeah. I think our track record there demonstrates that that will be forthcoming in due course. But certainly, the pricing of that acquisition is something that occurs between now and that that actual approval receipt of that approval. Yeah. Um, we're very confident. Very confident that the news flow and the continued work programs on all of our projects, whether it be Finland, Pitafik, Disco, or Kangalusok, which in my personal mind, each one of these projects is is a significant opportunity in its yeah. own right. Um, I think that you know we're, we're going to be able to manage that. I, I think that focus, as I said, stays and remains on developing Pitafik. Pit that's number yeah. one because that's yeah. the cash flow over the next twelve to eighteen months. Yeah, well, um, sorry, Rod. I was going. To, I was going to ask about that. I was going to say, you know, obviously for shareholders, they they're wanting to hear that that's the focus because that's the the cash flow that's going to generate the monies to reinvest in these other projects that you've got. Is, is there any expected news flow? That you could you could say, look, we're going to have something for you guys and ladies in the next two months, three months regarding Pitafik. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've just completed our uh, 2016 work program. There was an update, midpoint update on that work program yeah. came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we've got metallurgy, we've got permitting, we've got some, you know, the, the analytical results start to come out. The resource will be calculated between now and the end of the year. There, there's been uh, a hell of a lot of work delivered this year on Pitafik and it has continued to reinforce our assessment that this is a significant project capable of delivering long-term cash flow. So we are going to focus on that. The news flow between now and the end of the year will be pretty heavy, both at the project level and at the corporate level uh, for Pitafik. And, uh, you know, we've got the, the, the metallurgy there, I guess, is the next imminent development um, that's coming. And uh, look, that that project is is in a good spot now. It's it's got its own gravitas and its own momentum. It yeah. it is uh, clearly a very uh, low impurity, non oxidised ilmenite that we have there, and we have it in what is turning out to be very large volumes. So I think shareholders can just take a little bit of comfort that Pitafig is going well. Yeah, I mean, what what I, what I can say thus far from the the statements that I've read and the interviews I've listened to, is that you've laid down your, your, the foundations and your and your plans regarding what you're going to do as a company and what you're going to do regarding shareholders, and you've met those milestones thus far. So it, it does look good for twenty the rest of 2016 and 2017 going forward. Yeah, look, I mean, what we tried to do when we first took over, and this comes back to this strategy of acquiring high-quality, low-cost assets, yeah. um, is, is we tried to articulate that strategy to shareholders so that they knew that they, what they were getting involved with. That, that, that process will continue. Uh, you know, we take shareholder engagement quite seriously, and we want to make sure that um, everybody understands what, what we're doing because we feel that that will deliver a better result for everybody. Uh, if if that is the case, so yeah, look, that 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 is a, a, a process that will continue, Peter. Excellent, good to hear. Now, uh, Rod, you, you've you've now got essentially several sizable projects in Greenland. Um, re regarding um, capex, obviously they're quite low costs, uh, as you've said. But regarding staffing, how how are you going to be going forward with the staffing of all these projects? 
Yeah, look, I, I guess the, the, the Avana came with no staff. Um, obviously, our ability to utilise the Danish Geological Survey um, is is of enormous benefit to the management and their time and shareholders. Yeah. Um, GIAS, the, the survey, as it's known, has spent a lot of time working on uh, this this project in one form or another, in addition to the private companies or, or, or um, public companies that have been working over time. Um, the previous exploration manager director for Avana yeah. um, is now the senior research geoscientist for um, GIAS. And we oh, intend okay. to utilise GIAS's knowledge of not just Avana but the project and also maybe look at uh, some type of, you know, it's, it's early days, but hopefully we can get the old managing director who understands this project intimately as well. Those two guys have been out of Havana for about the last 12 months. Yeah. So just to make sure we don't lose any IP with historical staff, yeah. we don't see the staffing of these projects to be a headache at all. In fact, it's, it, we find this to be pretty easy. Oh, excellent. So you'd be able to get utilise their skills and potentially get them on board as well. Yeah, just on a part-time basis. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not going to just drop everything and just charge down the disco oh, no, no. uh, yeah. path. You know, yeah. there's a very structured strategy in place here, yeah. Peter, to, towards developing all, you know, all three of these projects over time. It's just, uh, again, reiterating this concept that we had a strategy that was announced to shareholders late last year. And we're just delivering on that. Yeah, and you've maintained that. That's excellent, excellent news. Now, now Rod, I've, I've covered all my questions bar one, and that was just around the, the team that you've got within um, Finos, which is pretty exceptional given you know, that you're in Greenland and they've got a lot of specialism and skills there. Do you want to touch on some of the team that you've got in place already? Yeah, well, look, uh, obviously we've got the Western areas uh, as shareholders. That That's enormous uh, support network there, both in terms of their exploration divisions and, and their senior managers. Uh, Graham Marshall is our chairman. He's the business development manager for Western Areas. Um, I've got myself and several of my historical exploration team that's worked previously or for the last 11 years with me yeah. in Greenland. So we, we, we've got a very strong core operational group uh, what we do also try and do is is lever off um, these high value organisations such as the Danish Geological Survey um, to to maximise our expenditure versus result. Um, you know, as as you could probably appreciate, the Danish Geological Survey is Danish Danish government subsidised. Yes, of and so we're able to tap into their expertise equipment and and uh, logistics network for literally what amounts to be cents in the dollar in terms of exploration. So yeah. f to give you a sense of what I mean there, Peter, I guess the 2016 field season, the details of which will come out in the next couple of weeks, yeah. um, has uh, has only cost us, you know, three £350,000. Now, if we had to try to do that without the Danish Geological Survey, that, that would have literally been a multi-million pound activity to deliver yeah. the same results that mm -hmm. we got by engaging. So there's these lever points that we yeah. try and, uh, you know, maximise our, our, 
our expenditure for the results we get. So I think this is something that shareholders should take a lot of comfort in. Oh, We're very conscious of dilution. We're very big shareholders. Yeah. We've done two capital raisings over the last 12 months. Both have been at or above market price. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue that trend. We're, we're, we're very conscious of this and, and uh, we understand. No, that's brilliant. Rod. And um, it's, it's great that, you know, as a team, you're always looking at um, the, the costings of things because as invariably you've seen with various companies is that occasionally there is this overrun or oversight, as, as, as you say, and they come back, um, you know, looking for more funds. And it's great to know that um, you guys are in a financial position now where you're comfortable with your CapEx going forward. And investors know that going forward, there's, there's going to be cash flow enabling them to proceed without further need of raising. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Peter. I guess it's just, you know, all I've really got to say in that regard is that we just know what we're doing. Yeah. You know, we're, we're motivated individuals, we're professionals, and we understand Greenland very well. We're going to maximise uh, value that comes out of that country for our shareholders. No, that's great. I'm going to ask one last question. It's a bit of a cheeky one because I know that you've been in Greenland for a little while and you've always got your eye out for a good good piece of good assets, good good piece of um, property. Do you currently have your eyes anywhere else um, that you're looking for regarding assets that you might be looking to acquire? Without naming names. No, I think what, uh, <laughs> what, what, what we're going to see from now on is we're going to try and uh, realise a little bit of a value out yeah. of certainly one of our packages of tenements yeah uh, you know keeping in mind that we've got four individual oh, yeah. packages of tenements i think there's mm -hmm. one there that probably uh we might be able to uh move on that will continue to allow us the, the company to to move forward in, in a continued aggressive manner but that's not to say that things don't pop up Peter. yeah um yeah. Always Whereas on the lookout. Company and we assess things as and when, when they happen, you know. Of course, of course. Now, Rod, Rod, I've covered my questions. Thank you ever so much for being so so um, so clear with, with, with what's going on. I think um, Shell should, should take heart that you guys have said what you're going to do, done what you've done, and consistently um, delivered thus far. And, and, and long may it continue for you and the team and the shareholders within um, Finus thus far. All right. No, no problem, Peter. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. All right, Rod, thank you for speaking to Share Talk, and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. God bless. All right, bye-bye. Bye, -bye. bye for now, mate. Bye-bye.